Red leather, yellow leather, 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 red leather, Double doinks and sackles. Mansplaining football so you don't have to. My name is Travis. I am Fernando, and we're back. After, what, two or three weeks off, we let training camp start up, and uh, we're getting it in there. But we want to start off today, as we record, is August 3rd. It is happy 45th birthday to the man himself, Tom Brady. Old man Brady. He is by far the oldest NFL player at the cur- at currently in 2022. He's the oldest one by far who's actually on a team. Um, we have two other players who are 40 now, two others who will be turning 40, uh, but they don't, do not currently have teams. Uh, do you know who the second oldest player is behind Tom Brady, who's active, but he's not on a team right now? Uh, Offensive lineman. I'm going to give you a hint. I, I don't off the top of my head. All right. Jason Peters, longtime Eagle. Wow, yeah. Played for the Bears last year. 15 games last year. He turned 40 back in, I want to say January, earlier this year. And then uh, one of the Colquitt brothers, the punters, he, also looking for a job, is also uh, in his 40s. Uh, but did you know the oldest player to ever play in the NFL, Travis? I don't. You don't? Well, his name is George Blanda. Played until, like, 48 in 75. Vinatieri also made it to 48. Uh, but Blanda was older when he officially retired. 48 years 48. old. So if Timmy Brady can stick around for three more seasons. And God help he can. I mean, he, he, he looks better now than he did when he first joined the NFL. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. You got. I mean, we. I think we both have, like, a man crush on Tom a bit, Brady. A little bit. But I think yours is a little more extreme. He's a good-looking man. I mean, like, like, like listen, he, he's rejuvenated by his own blood, his own stem cells every single year. I mean, he looks better than we do at our age, and he's, God knows, like, you know, seven years, eight years older. I mean, most point. professional athletes who are retired and even in their 50s or 60s look better than us. Yeah, but he really looks better than us. Okay, yeah. Uh, Let's face that real fast. But regardless of that, uh, we did briefly discuss uh, Jimmy G, the stat boy. Do you know the next oldest starting quarterback right now in the NFL? I do not. You don't. We just talked about it like 30 minutes ago. He goes by Karen, if that helps out at all. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Karen. Karen Rogers. He does. Jimmy the Stat Boy does have a memory. I do have a memory. Like somebody else. I try to block it out. Uh, Following that. You block out everything. Following uh, that, by that point, uh, Matty Ice uh, comes in as the third oldest starting quarterback in the NFL. Then it kind of gets jumbled up just by a few months. You get Matt Stafford. You get Kirk Cousins. You get Ryan Tannehill. All sitting around 33, 34 age by this point. Uh, I mean, I don't see any of them ever making it to 45. Absolutely not. Especially playing at the level that Tom Brady. Tom Brady's stats, playing this long and putting up, he's just going to add to them this year. The, like, you got to look at the younger guys, but they got to have the longevity like the Patrick Mahomes is, the Josh Allens. If they can, you know, they're putting up good stats here in their younger ages, but can they keep it up and catch him at whenever he decides to retire? I mean, the man's a GOAT. Uh, I mean, he I did I retire. I don't think that there out. there is any question uh, about it. There's there's no uh, doubt in anyone's mind by this point. At 45 years old, if there uh, is, still throwing the ball the way he does, still making the playoffs, still winning championships. Uh, He's been to more Super Bowls than almost the next closest one is still only at five, and he has been to ten. Ten. 
I don't care that he lost three of them. He won, like, the man's a legend. And two of those losses were just amazing plays by Eli Eli Manning's receiver. Lucky-ass plays. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tom Brady, happy birthday, Tom Brady. Stroking right. Tom Brady's ego and all that stuff. Let's go to the exact opposite. Like, who's like a massive asshole you want to talk about right now? Oh, man, if I could just go back to my hottest take of the year so far. Deshaun Watson. Six game suspension. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I am... <laughs> I am... I am bothered. Uh, like I want to, I want to hit a wall with my fist uh, with how angry I am about this decision. Um, it it does look like today uh, that the NFL is going to absolutely appeal it. Um, well, tomorrow, by the time I guess by the time this thing airs, today they announced it. They have yeah. three days to announce it. Like since since the time that it happened, um, I I cannot believe. To save my life, how a man who's been accused 30 times... And listen, we talked about this on the way over here. We talked about this on the, on the way back. I get it, man. Like, I was one of the conspiracy theorists that thought originally uh, when he requested a trade in Houston that it was this whole thing with Bob McNair, who's an awful human being by all standpoints that we've heard so far. I like, think a lot of owners as, are. As the owner of the Texans. A lot of billionaires are. Um, but... but it was all a theory, you know, back then a couple of years ago. Because he chose to set out last year. You know, he, he chose that. Uh, the, the year before that, he requested a trade. Right. And the, the news... And held out. He didn't get suspended last year. He held out the, last year. The news came out uh, that there was someone that had, you know, accused him of sexual assault and stuff like this. And so the, the conspiracy theories were born, right? I mean, the conspiracy theories there. Maybe Bob McNair paid someone. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe they're just trying to ruin the value of Deshaun Watson so he can't get traded and he stays there with the Texans. We sit here a year and a half later, and there's 30 women that have come forward about it. 22 cases have been settled. And with that, everyone says, well, what about the precedent that was set? This is unprecedented. With 30 women that have been settled by this point, six games is an absolute joke. Uh, I know many women that I'm that I, uh, very close to um, are upset about it. Uh, like I know men that are upset about it. Uh, the NFL has decided to appeal it. They had three days to do it, uh, citing that this is an unprecedented moment, uh, so you cannot hold it to the same standards. But fuck Deshaun Watson. Like I, I, don't, I don't get that angry very much, I think, on this podcast. Fuck this man. Uh, he is a terrible human being, and I hope that he never sees an NFL field again, and I hope that the Browns pay for it after going all in on it. And they might. If he, like, six games, like, the NFL is going to come down hard on him tomorrow. I know we uh, we made our bet. Do we even remember what that bet was? How I many do. games? 13 games. 13? All right, well. I already win it with six being suspended. Right. I'll give you that dollar when we get there. You know, keep, yeah, your, he, dollar, keep your dollar if you get suspended for the entire year. And I'm just going to throw, like, I don't want to say what he, compare what he did versus what Calvin Ridley did. But they gave Calvin Ridley a whole year for making one bet. And right now it's at six games. Even if it's just the entire season, there's, it's, you're saying that is as bad as this. It's, should be indefinite. The, it's, it's, DeAndre Hopkins got six games for PEDs. And he was just barely above the level. Sorry, I was yeah. taking a sip of my, my whiskey and coke here. He was just barely above the level that you needed by that point. Uh, Ray Rice, six games. 
Uh, Kareem Hunt. I think well, Ray Rice games. six games at first. After the video came out, he never saw the field again. Well, I mean, but at the same time, he still got signed by a team and everything like that. Like True. he was a blackball by that point. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee for the stat uh, for, for the national anthem and uh, never sees the field again. Mm-hmm. Ever, he gets blackballed out of the NFL. Like is uh, you know has these closed off uh, you know training camps because even the NFL teams don't want the media in there to see what he's actually doing. By this point, you want to talk conspiracy theory. <laughs> Let's talk about, like, Colin Kaepernick by this point. Let's talk about Ray Rice. Let's talk about Kareem Hunt getting six games. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger for one person. Uh, and I'm not justifying what Ben Roethlisberger did at all. He's a terrible human being. I think that he's a rapist. Uh, you know, like we call him Ben Rapelisberger. He is Rapelisberger. The, the man got six games. And, Which was reduced down to four. And, and that was just for one of the two because the second one never saw the light of day. This is 30 cases of sexual assault. Whether it was violent or not, Deshaun Watson can go fuck himself. Obviously, he can't because that's why he has 30 women trying to do it for him. But, like, that dude right now, like, I hope he never sees the field. And if the NFL allows this to happen, uh, shame. Shame on them. Absolute shame on them. Um, I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson anymore. I got a lot more angry about that. Than yeah, I yeah. Now, let's move on. He is a terrible person. We talk about him a lot. Like, he's been... It's been taken over like all the NFL news recently, so it's it's hard not to touch up on it. But let's uh, you know we can go from one crime to another. Um, uh, sticking with you, brought up uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, well, new teammate Hollywood Brown would just had criminal speeding, 126 miles an hour. Now, again, we're not comparing anything, but like he's gonna get in trouble for this. A little bit. Um, he was at least almost double the posted speed limit. I think it was 65, and he was 61 over. I mean, when they caught him. Uh, I just, I think of Henry Ruggs last year. Do these players see what happens when you do stupid things? And, like, Henry Ruggs is, I mean, he's never going to see the field again. He killed somebody. So he'll probably be in jail for a while. And even when he comes out, no way in hell he's playing football. Uh, I mean, Hollywood Brown, this kind of stuff happens. Like, what is going through these players' minds? So Like, when you, you know, you, your peers, like, learn your lesson, do this. Like, learn from, you know, Ray Rice. He, he Now he does speeches, like. This is I screwed up big time. I never got to see the field again because of it. I mean, how, like Rugs could have like uh, he's in jail, so he can't give speeches right now. But I mean, he's swimming, like, I guess. You know, yeah, yeah, I guess. No, but I I I I hear you. Wasn't Chris Carter the one that had like the rookie symposium speech that like went viral when he was like talking about like yo, it's two in the morning, your boys are texting you, everything like that. Don't pick it up. Like be smarter than that. Like, you're going to have so many options and so many opportunities to, like, mess up your lives. Like, make the right decision. Like, I made wrong decisions. Chris Carter got in trouble early on. He did. He got cut by the Eagles. I believe it was too much cocaine. I mean, a lot of people did that in the 80s, but But, Carter was doing way too much. But the problem, like, the the way I see it is, I mean, that's coming from a Hall of Famer, uh, one of the best to play the positions, and he's sitting here talking to you about that. Uh, Was I just want to make sure, was, was Hollywood Brown, was he under the influence during this? That hasn't come out yet. Uh, Nobody's mentioned that. I, I've only heard 126 miles an hour and a 65. I'm not, I'm not justifying 126 miles an hour. Right, that's, but to be under the influence on top of that, that is adding that, that, a lot that, of fuel to the been, fire. That hasn't been refueled. Okay. Um, Chris Carter also recommended rookies get a fall guy for their crimes. I, absolutely. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not trying to justify. You know, once again, we're coming out of the Deshaun Watson thing and everything like that. Um, and and I'm not trying to justify one crime or another, but at the same time, like, like 
if we're just talking about realistic opportunities here, how do you not have a fall guy? Listen, if I'm an NFL superstar, Fernando, I love you to death. I will keep you on retainer for five grand a month at least to take the fall from me. And I'll bail you out when you get it. But like, if I have a gun on me, if I have something like that on me, I'm going to hand it to you and I'm going to do it. Like Ray Rice did it in the limo. He, he had did. fall guys. Yeah. No one talked that came out of that limo that night. How much do you think they got paid? More than five grand? Oh, yeah. More than five grand. Like and five grand's nothing to do. Have guys. a fall guy. Take care of yourselves. And maybe, hopefully, maybe, and this is, you know, from like my 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 religious beliefs and everything like that and all these kinds of things that I think I hope that maybe if you come close enough and you have your fall guys and everything like that, maybe you learn from that situation. You're like, man, I just barely made it out of this. Maybe maybe then you'll stop doing stupid shit. Do stupid shit, win a prize. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Let's stay with the Cardinals. We're talking about Hollywood Brown. Kyler Murray's contract. Let's go, yeah, we'll step away from, you know, criminals in the NFL. Yeah, I gotta take a breath. We'll kind of go uh, with some Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray and some Call of Duty, uh, which could be something to do with uh, the wording of a, the contract that was leaked. Um, do you have the numbers on that Kyler Murray, Murray contract, Jimmy the Stat Boy? Well, he first was told to take four hours of, like, independent study along with like other film study or something because Conor Murray's been known to play a lot of Call of Duty and I have this stat that some guy wrote about how his passer rating flounders when he does a Call of Duty weekend like his his average passer rating is like seven points lower on a Call of Duty Call of Duty weekend like an extra extra experience points his passing yards are a little bit lower his completions percentage is a little bit lower and his win loss is also much lower. It's like eighteen and sixteen and one <coughs> on non weekends, four and seven on weekends. So, so you're looking essentially with with the Call of Duty because I know you don't play Call of Duty, Fernando. Um, essentially, you're looking at at least once a month on like a double XP, triple XP weekend. If there's like a big game or big something that comes out, uh, they'll do like codes or promos for it. So sometimes you get two times a month. Um, so if that's the case, I understand the four-hour thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're not going to be... I mean, you're getting paid all this money. you got to be 100% in on your team, like, the, studying every little detail. If I don't know. If you're doing... It's like these guys, you go out to the club till 2 in the morning, and, I mean, hey, I used to go out and get drunk, get up for work the next day, but I'm not doing a physical thing like... Playing in the NFL, leading a football team. Yeah. Uh, so Kyler Murray, two hundred thirty million point, two hundred thirty point five million dollars is the contract that he gets. Um, which I, I think, I mean, if you're if you're betting the fact that he at least plays like three full seasons, I mean, you're getting a, a great player. I think, in my opinion, I know you're down on him. A little I'm, bit. I'm higher on him than you are. That playoff game showed a lot of like. He was also injured once again. We won't go back into that. He, but he always gets injured because he's so tiny. So, and he takes a hit. So with Kyler Murray, they ended up taking out the mandatory, uh, you know, study sessions. Right. Lamar Jackson is a hundred percent convinced that he's about to get a contract done. Where do you view that in terms of the two hundred thirty million dollars that Kyler Murray gets? Where does Lamar Jackson fall? I put Lamar Jackson ahead of Kyler Murray, but I put a few questionable quarterbacks. Some people would say ahead of Kyler Murray as well. But Lamar Jackson, if Kyler Murray is getting that much, Kyler Murray made the playoffs once. It was a terrible playoff game. Lamar Jackson hasn't been great in the playoffs, but he gets his team ready, ready to go. Like and the the Ravens are constantly depleted by injuries. I don't know what's up with the Baltimore Ravens, but they're always 
a depleted team with injuries like the last two or three years. And Lamar Jackson still keeps him in all those games. He still do. Lamar Jackson is a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray. His that number, like two hundred and thirty million, like I'd say at least get it up to closer to three hundred million. Three hundred million. Depending on what are we talking, five years? I mean, I mean, some of these guys are getting. Like, that'd be that'd be sixty million. They don't deserve. Patrick Mahomes is making fifty million a year right now. Okay, then so that should if be you go there. Uh, isn't uh, Karen Rogers also making something like that something for the next couple close. of years? I think it's like very close to it. those two, like none of these guys we're talking about are uh, Mahomes or Karen Rogers. So they're like they shouldn't be anywhere close to that per year. But these guys are going to pay him, and Kyler Murray is no Lamar Jackson. He's definitely no Karen Rogers or Patrick Mahomes. I, I think Lamar Jackson ends up somewhere around the 40 to 45 range a year by this point. Uh, like, he wants it. He's got the publicity behind him. He's ready to go. Uh, to kind of keep going on the, the contract things, Deontay Johnson, uh, with all the wide receivers getting paid, because Debo got paid uh, just recently, didn't he? He um, did. He got paid. Jimmy G, the stat boy, wants to give you some stats on that. Trey Lance is now QB one, of course. So Debo allegedly, gets, yeah, Debo gets to get over or underthrown by Trey Lance. For the and who knows? With it, before we do the next episode, Jimmy G could be somewhere else. Could be somewhere else. What are, What are Debo's uh, three yeah. years, seventy one million dollar extension? That's a lot of money. That is a lot. That but lot. if I mean, he's, he's going to do everything from uh, halfback to slot receiver, wide out. I mean, he claimed he didn't want that part of his his play time. He's like, you cannot play me as running back. He claimed that that's made up. I never said that. I mean, Allegedly. you know, I, I, I still believe that there's been a lot of, like, shade thrown on Debo. I like Debo a lot, man. I think he's one of the best players in the NFL. Agreed. Uh, he's a um, I think top was, ten wide receiver. There's a lot of shade. top five? I don't we, know. We discussed the, what was it, the, the little camp video where he didn't sign the kids. Uh, oh, yeah. Ball, and it went viral. And then it came out that, like, he wasn't supposed to sign anyone else's ball because everyone else got something. Like, everyone that showed up to camp got something there for it. And Debo... Wasn't allowed to like sign outside of that. Uh, that was part, oh, that I was part of the, the camp that. and everything like that. Uh, so there's been a lot of shade thrown on Debo. If he says that uh, that's not his contract about the running back thing, I believe him uh, because I think that he wants to win. I think he's on a team that could win. Um, and I, I firmly believe I'm, I'm going to trust on Debo on this one. I think the media has been uh, bad on him. But Deontay Johnson is not holding out, he's holding in. Have you heard about this? Yes, uh, he's been held in for a little bit. He's yeah. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers is actually showing up to training camp right now um, because he'll get fined if he doesn't. If you hold out, he gets fined. He's holding in. He's just not participating in all the things. Do you think that's better than holding out? Absolutely. If you're going to avoid the fine, I mean, these fines, again, are small compared to what these guys are making. But still, it's they're still taking their money out from them. I mean, I don't even if I'm worth... Twenty-seven million dollars. Like, I don't want to just give the NFL five grand. So if you're if you're a teammate of Deontay Johnson, uh, and the reason that he's not participating fully is because he wants to get a better contract, how do you feel about him showing up and half-assing it through training camp just so he doesn't get fined, so he gets paid more? Wouldn't you rather a guy just sit out by that point? I mean, I. I guess it depends on the player. I mean, you got to respect, you got to have a little respect for him. I mean, yeah, half-assing it is definitely not the way you want to go in the NFL or in any professional sport. But when he's taking up space that that another person could be using by this point, if you're going to be 
holding up. But, you True. Know. Plus, he's well. Another thing too. I mean, I think about this. Like his stats will probably take a step back with the quarterbacks they have in Pittsburgh versus having Raplesberger back there throwing the ball. So he wants he wants to get paid because he's he knows his stats are probably going to look. A lot worse. At this point, why don't you just go through the season and just get paid next season when you when you become a free agent? I agree, but just mean like let's just say if he the games start, is he going to half-ass it on the field? Who knows? That's what I'm. I mean, I half-assing it on the practice field is one thing. Half-assing it on the actual field, a game, an actual game, not a preseason game, a regular season game. Well, Deontay's that, doing something that like DK and Debo both did held in. And stuff. They both like work up inside and actually participate. So it's not new. So he's still he's still held in. I guess. I mean, I get it. Um, and then just last trading camp uh, notes. Yeah, besides, this just came out. Besides, this came out today or yesterday? It was. I think it was today. It was yeah on Tom uh, Brady's birthday. D- d- despite the fact uh, that I, Trevor Lawrence has been crushing in training camp, oh, I just geez. want to say that out right now. Um, the Miami Dolphins have been accused of uh, gross. Uh, tampering by this point. Uh, I mean, the I think Roger Goodell was on on the, the the quote saying it was like something like obscene or something like that. The amount of tampering they've done. Uh, they're going to lose their uh, first round pick in 2023, and they're going to lose a third round pick in 2024 because of tampering. So they tampered with Tom Brady while he was under contract with the New England Patriots in 2019. They tampered with Tom Brady again last year when he was still under contract with the Bucks. They also tampered with Sean Payton while he was still with the Saints to be their head coach. I mean, you have the Flores thing that happens. The Flores, who was doing great. You have the tanking thing that goes on. Yeah. You have, you have all these tampering things. Like, my biggest question out of all of it, I mean, obviously the Dolphins, it's, it's a chaotic situation down there. How do you feel if you're Tua? And people still, <coughs> excuse me, people still, like, you know, with his arm strength, he's got all this talent around him, it's, like, too much pressure on him. And then this comes out, too, like, the Dolphins, like, they are one of the biggest question marks in, uh, just in the league. Like, they seem like they could be a playoff team. That's after. They could be a playoff team or they could just, like, be in the cell, well, not the cellar in that division, because we do have the Jets. But it's, it's, uh, they're looking, they, yeah, like, it's all this, you have all this garbage, like, distractions. You have all this distractions. Um, it's, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for Tua. I mean, I, I do, I feel bad for Tua. Uh, I think that's going to lead us into our next segment, which will take place after the break. We're going to take a quick break real fast. But leading to the next situation, uh, we're going to talk best case and worst case scenarios for each division coming out of training camp going into the season. And one of them, actually discusses the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Bills in that division. And with this in mind, we're going to think about that over the break. And uh, we'll get back to you right after this. Hey, Fernando, as you always know, always looking at a place that I can get out with wife and kids or get away from the wife and kids sometimes and have a good meal. I'm, I'm, I've been feeling pizza a lot lately. Is there any place that you could actually recommend around San Diego? Well, Travis, a new place has opened up on in San Diego, North Park area, Gnarly Girl Pizza. You can buy pizzas by the slice. You can buy full pizzas. You can even have a beer or two while you're in there at Gnarly Girl Pizza. They got garlic knots. I mean, you think pizza places, they have everything you could want there. Man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I actually feel kind of uncomfortable putting my name on one of these advertisements without actually going there. 
So you're saying you've been to Genuine Touch Massage Parlor in Houston, Texas? So now they grow pizza. Sounds delicious, actually. Yes, you can check them out at 2302 El Cajon Boulevard, San Diego, California. It's right next to Gilly's Bar. I think you've been there before. Gnarly Girl Pizza, I would recommend it. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break and hear a message from a sponsor. And we're back from break. Uh, Next up, we are going to be looking at the best and worst cases for each NFL division with training camps underway. And there are some good ones here. We're reading this on the Bleacher Report. Uh, And we're going to start off with the AFC East. AFC East. So I like what they have right here because it seems like it is a, a one team that can just run away with it. But the best case scenario will be if the Patriots and Dolphins can at least challenge the Buffalo Bills. What about the Jets? Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Allegedly, Joe Flacco was outperforming the MILF hunter. Uh, (laughs) Worst case scenario is the Bills run away with the division. Um, I mean, I can see this being the worst case scenario happening with the Bills running away. The Patriots, the Patriots are always a question mark. You got Bill Belichick, but what's Mac Jones going to look like? Um, I feel like their defense will be there, but the Bills are they're yeah they're the darlings of that division. And with all this new stuff coming out with the Dolphins and just Tua being a massive question mark, um, I mean, I'm going to look at it like the the worst-case scenario will happen, and the Bills have this thing clinched by, I don't know, first or second week of December. So, I mean, best-case scenario for that division, then, is if it's a competitive division and Miami and New England can each get, like, 10 games or more, right? Something like that. That that would be ideal. Bills, you look at maybe 13 to 14 wins. If you got 10, yeah, 10 or 11 from at least one of those teams, they're at least making it... Somewhat competitive. I think the Bills are just too good, man. I think yeah. they've been knocking on the door for far too long. Uh, I'm not a, not a Bills fan uh, in general, uh, but I just don't see how you keep Josh Allen and that offense out. And that defense is so good too. Defense, it's one of we'll see how the Bills defense looks. But I mean, I mean the Patriots defense. But they Bills could have the best offense. When you have the best offense and defense in a division, more than likely you're going to win that division. I mean, so uh, they were the number one scoring defense last year. Yeah, right. Uh, They had the number three ranked offense last year. Uh, They'll get players back from injury, uh, including like Tredavious White and everything like that. Uh, As the Bills continue, like, I mean, they're just getting better as time goes on. This isn't, I mean, it's uh, to, to bring in baseball just real quick. The reason why the Dodgers are so good, they're a homegrown team by this point. They've made trades, they've made some big signings, but a lot of those players are homegrown. The reason why the Padres haven't is they've made bad choices by like signing. They've got the Soto trade, that's a big thing this week and everything like that. But like having that chemistry moving forward, I just don't see how the Bills don't run away with this division. I'm right there with you. It's Bills, yeah, Bills all day. We're now at the AFC North. AFC North. So we're looking at the best case scenario here. Uh, each coach, coaching staff maximizes team's potential. Worst case is the Bengals could regress. You know that happens after a Super Bowl loss to a lot of teams, or in the Ravens injuries injury ro- woes repeat. Whoa, woes, woes. Uh, yeah, I mean this could be with uh, with the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh and now in Cleveland. If, you know, Ravens keep going through injuries and, again, the Bengals regress, this could be a sloppy division. And, like, you could look at a 9- or 10-win team taking that division if 
these things do happen. I mean, you still got Deshaun Watson up there in Cleveland, of course, you know. Um, I mean, even without Deshaun Watson, I think the Cleveland Browns could still put up like seven to eight wins in a season. They have a, they have a solid team up there. Uh, they could actually make it. Jacoby Brissett is not a terrible quarterback. Not right? terrible, he's not, but he's not. He's, he's also not. Gonna, not he's not going to lead you to the, the promised land. And they do Josh run the ball Rosen. well. They have Josh Rosen also. Also, also Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's something else. the man that that vowed that he would make all the NFL teams pay for not drafting him ahead of him. Um, the, the thing is with this, I don't see the Bengals regressing. Uh, I know the Jesse Bates situation has been like an issue with like the, uh, the safety uh, and whether or not he wants to get traded or, or whether they're going to extend him. Yada, yada. Um, I think that Baltimore, like there's no way that lightning strikes twice in the same, like, uh, like in year to year, right? With all the I mean, the last two years, they've both been, they've both been a lot of injuries. I mean... It, their, their coaching staff is doing something's going on there. That's all I'm saying. Like something's going on there where there's always they always seem to be on like their fourth string cornerback or their you know third string safety. It's always a defense too, and then their running backs just they just can't stay healthy. Running back is another issue there. They lost every single running back last year. Exactly. Never known. I mean, um, maybe it won't happen again. Maybe they figured out what they did wrong and they can. But if it's if the Bengals regress and the Ravens can stay healthy. Ravens will run away with that division. So I don't see the Bengals regressing. I just don't. I, I think like I think that you've seen like the, the constant buildup of the Bengals uh, ever since, uh, especially since Joe Burrow has gotten there. Uh, there there's a there's a there's an atmosphere. There's a chemistry. A there's a chemistry there's, there's, there. I mean the chemistry is there, but but this it's just this kind of swag that they have, you know. And, and Joe Burrow has it. Jamar Chase has it. Uh, you know the the way I mean T Ocho Cinco's got it. T Ocho Cinco. Uh, they, they're 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 feeling good. Didn't he I'm, change his number? I, I think I think he's supposed I think to. I think we're talking about T Higgins. Um, yeah, T Higgins is T Ocho Cinco. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor uh, has has proven to me so far being a fantastic coach in that uh, that that system so far. Um, I like Kevin Stefanski for the Browns. That's the only reason I'm getting seven or eight wins, even without Deshaun Watson. He is a, he is an above average um, coach. Every coach in that division, this that might be one of the best coach divisions with what they have. Who's all there? I was gonna say Mike Tomlin. You know how many? You know how many losing season Mike Tomlin's had? I want to say zero. Zero losing seasons. Uh, so I don't care if it's uh, you know half skull crushed in Mason Rudolph by this point, or if it's the rookie with two tidy hands, Kenny Pickett. Like, they're going to figure out a way. you still got Najee Harris. The defense is still there. T.J. Watt, everything like that going on. Wide receivers are good, too. Like, they got good playmakers there. Chase Claypool, Deontay who Johnson. Who is throwing them the ball? Well, that's if Deontay Johnson pulls up. Full, yeah, we'll, we'll see you know, how it goes by that point. Tries his hardest on every but, but every at the end, I don't think the worst-case scenario is going to happen. I don't think the Bengals regress. Uh, I hope that the Ravens' injury woes don't repeat. because yeah, you nobody injuries. Injuries on anybody. But also, like... It would be that division actually could be a very fun division, even if the Steelers are the last place team in there. Knowing that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, damn, that'd be fun. That would be. That means if they're last place, eight and or it will be nine and eight now with the new uh, extra game, nine and eight, and then maybe you got four teams just meshed in there, and then like ten and nine just or ten and eight, whatever whatever the number is, just happens to win it. It's, Seventeen games. Seventeen, I know. I'm used to seventeen. Then they got to go to eight, so you got to do all the math. All right, we're moving on to the next division, Uh, the AFC South with uh, Travis is Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Jag Jaguars. All right, I guess. Uh, Best case scenario here, we got Jacksonville and Houston thrive under new uh, coaching staff 
Worst case, Colts and Titans just roll through them and do what they always do. It's always they're always one and two. Uh, we've said in previous episodes we already think that uh, Tennessee will be taking a step backwards. Uh, you got you saw how they play without Derrick Henry. He's coming off of an injury. He gets the ball a lot. Who's to say that won't repeat if he's going to be so much of a factor in the offense? Those running backs, especially when they get older. I know he's only been in the league six years, but running backs. Those joints wear and tear in the lower body. He's it's, also a big man. I mean, that's yeah. A, that's a big he's always getting hit. To, like uh, they also tackle. They, they like, also, you can't bring him down high. You got to go for the knees. It's the only way you're bringing him down. They also lose AJ Brown. They release Julio Jones by this point. Uh, Ryan Tannehill wasn't great last season. Anyway. No. Um, he's and, only great and, when Henry so, is getting and so knowing knowing yards. that under your belt, the only question mark that you have is going to be Matt Ryan. Like, how good is Matty Ice going to be? Because the Colts. Are I think, in my opinion, like one of the better teams in the NFL, uh, like solidly around. You have like probably the number one running back. You have great receivers. You have one of the best offensive offensive lines. Line. Your yeah, defense is huge. fantastic by that point. Matty I mean, Ice is given a chance. Are, why are there receivers wide receivers? Because okay. beyond Michael Pittman, who else do they have? Yeah, I mean, do they still have Ty? Like, no, Ty is. I think Ty is like not. Active anymore. I'm pretty sure T.Y. is, is still yeah. there, actually. We can but look that pa- pa- up. Though. Paris Campbell, like, okay. Yeah, but Paris Campbell's fantastic. That, I don't know. If there's yeah. anyone outside I'm, I'm not big on their they wide got, They got a lot of speedsters out there. They got a lot of, like, confident guys that actually finished, I'd say, in the top 30, maybe 40 of uh, fantasy football last year for the wide receivers by this point. They still have the best running back in football, in my opinion. The best offensive line in football, and one of the better defenses in football. By this Their point. defense, it's the so, best in that division. With for sure. that, this is better than Matty Ice has been given a chance in the past. I mean, since twenty-eight to three by that point. Um, so this is I, very I, true. I think that there's a possibility that the Colts could run away with this division, uh, believing that the Titans will be back. But I don't believe that the Jaguars are going to be that bad. And I know it sounds like a homer pick by this point. I don't. I don't know what Houston's going to do. I don't. I don't have any faith in Davis Mills right now. They obviously do because they didn't draft a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you know, you still got Cooks down there. Um, I, There's one guy. God knows who what's are the running backs again. There. I think they got, got Lovey Smith as the the coach. They brought oh, yeah, Lovey Smith, Smith in. Not 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 high on Lovey Smith myself. Uh, but but someone believed in Davis Mills down there. Third round draft pick out of Stanford by that point. Um, I still believe that the Jaguars they spent uh, almost 138 million. I think it's 137 and a half million dollars on free agents this year um, with Christian Kirk and and Scherf and everything like that. They're they're boosting up that offense around Trevor Lawrence and they're actually going to give him something to do. They have one of the easier schedules to happen this year. I think the Jags are going to be better. Than what they do, dare I say, they at least doubled their win total last year. That would be two wins. Two wins. All right. I mean, way to go on a limb. I'll say I'll go on. A, I'll go on a little bit of a limb and say they might even get three wins. But that will still be a good eight to ten games behind the Colts, running away from that division. We'll see. I think that yeah, Colts. We're all pretty much on the Colts for that. All right. The final division, the almighty AFC West again. Possibly the best division in football, at least for this year. Uh, we're looking at a best case that all four teams make the playoffs. All four make the playoffs. Worst case, the young coaches wilt under the pressure. You know, you got uh, Andy Reid who's been there forever, and then pretty much everyone else is. Is anyone over forty-five? I mean, Josh McDaniel seems like he's been around forever, but I don't know. He's 
I don't even know how old is he. So I mean, I mean, Joshua Daniels is actually still a young man. I think he's actually one of the younger head coaches that actually got uh, signed as a head coach. Failed in Denver. Who's older, Josh McDaniels or Tom Brady? Ooh, Ooh Tom Brady. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say who's older. I'm gonna say, yeah, Tom Brady. It is Josh McDaniels. He's 46. Ooh, oh, wow. one one whole year. That's a great question. That was a good question. Uh, so uh, the young the that. younger coaches by this point are going to be Brandon Staley's first year as a head coach in 2021 with the Chargers. Uh, they did kind of sort of fall apart towards the final four games, um, including losing to Houston by that point. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's um, a Charger game right there. But you have Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, brand new out there. Josh McDaniels in, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, you don't know what these young coaches are going to have. They have good teams with them. Everybody, uh, and they're quarterbacks. These are like, look at Josh McDaniels. Like, like he's going to let Derek Carr do what he wants, like, you know, let these quarterbacks go out. These quarterbacks are the ones driving the team. So if they can just not get in the way, I think, of the quarterbacks, all four teams could easily make the playoffs. I don't think these coaches will wilt under the pressure. None of them are like – because some coaches have a bit of an ego where it's like, no, we're doing this. We're gonna You call what we call. But sometimes a quarterback will take matters into his own hands, and that's fine if he knows what he's doing out there. And I think all four are capable of that. I like – all four of them, like maybe not all four, make the playoffs, but at least three of them. So we're we're talking about we haven't seen a single division this loaded, according to Bleacher Report, since the 2013 NFC West, uh, the year Seahawks went 13 and three. They beat the 12 and four San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. The Arizona Cardinals also finished 10 and six, and the LA Rams finished last in that division at seven and nine. That is Do a good you division. think that anyone in this division finishes with a losing record? Well, it's funny because we just said at the AFC North that you know Pittsburgh could finish last, but still with a winning record, could happen. I'll go on a limb and I'll say no. Everyone has a winning record: nine and eight, ten and seven, worst record in that division. I will make a dollar bet right now. Says at least one team in that division has a losing record. I accept your my, dollar bet. My vote is going to be on the Denver Broncos. Do you accept two rolls of pennies as a dollar bet? That would be 100 pennies if you don't know how to do that. I will, I will send you a video of me uh, doing little angel wings on my bed. Beautiful. That's all and I wanted to hear. Pennies. Moving on to the NFC East. Um, man, what a shit show division by this Worst point. Worst division. I mean, if it wasn't for the AFC South, like we would, like, I'm going to say, what? yeah, I'm going to go with it. NFC East, worst division in football. I'll give you that. Best case scenario in this division, Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz become franchise QBs. Worst case scenario is no Super Bowl contender emerges. Uh, That is, well, with the best case scenario, that is one of the, I'm going to say, worst, best case, like, least likely to happen best case scenarios of everything we've read so far. Jalen Hurts, maybe. Again, he's, he's showing promise. He's getting better. Uh, but Carson Wentz, I just he had since that 2017 year before his injury, he has not looked anywhere close to good at all. I just I can't see both of them. Eh, no, one of them maybe, and whichever one emerges is probably winning that division. Because again, the Giants are still sticking with Danny Dimes, although Tyrod Taylor might give him a run for his money. We'll see. And uh, who are we? Oh yeah, Dallas. We got Dak. Dak. I never know what to think about Dallas. Like. They, you think they're loaded, but then they just go out there and... I mean, the thing with Dallas is, is I mean, 
Dak is not a bad quarterback. No, he's probably him, the best quarterback in the division. If, if you but put him on team. any other team, by that point, he's accurate. He's consistent. Like he 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 can he can do things with his legs. By that point, even though he's working on one ankle still, maybe. Um, but like you get rid of Amari Cooper, you're hoping that maybe Zeke goes back to like you know three years ago foreign by this point. Tony Pollard's still out there. He's going to eat away at Zeke, so maybe that actually helps the running game by that point. CD Lamb. If you think he could finish as like a top five wide receiver, then maybe Dallas has a shot. And again, did CD Lamb put up better numbers because Amari was there? So a lot of the attention goes to Amari. But now that he's gone, is uh, CD going to be able to you know get the same production, get open? And he'll be the one seeing the double teams. He'll be the one, and he was more of a slot guy. So you don't really see him. I mean, do you see him often on the outside? I mean. He's going to have to go this year. It's going to have yeah, to do it. It's the only year. way they're um, going to put up. I still like Dallas's defense a lot with uh, Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons. Oh, uh, I think Trayvon Diggs uh, is one of the most overrated corners. Like he started off, he got all those interceptions, pick sixes because he was he was waiting for them. So then offenses showed how to go against him, and he was he has one of the worst or it's the best passer rating for the quarterback throwing to him. I think Trayvon Diggs. He had a great start to his rookie year. I do not think he's that great of a player. We'll see how it goes. So I'm going to go worst case scenario on the one. I don't think any Super Bowl commit. Oh, 100%. Like other. Going one on of them the- will make the playoffs, unfortunately. Uh, and if they do win a playoff game, because they'll be at home, good for them. But I don't think that ever. The NFC North, Fernando's Vikings are sitting over here. The best case scenario are the Vikings ascend under Kevin O'Connell, former San Diego State quarterback, uh, former offense coordinator for the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champion. Uh, LA Rams. The worst case scenario would be the Lions and the Bears fail to show progress during a rebuild. So with this, I can see two things happening from that. Where yes, the Vikings will ascend under Kevin O'Connell. That offense we had with with Mike Zimmer there, the Vikings did not have the full potential. And even when we put up good offensive numbers, he just let us go out there and sling the ball around. Uh, it was bad coaching. I mean, how many games did we lose in the final two? I mean, points given up in the final two minutes of the first half and the second half. I believe if the Vikings did not give up those points, they would have been like 14 and 15 and 2, I think. So, as long as they can clean up that two minutes in offense, I mean, they're they're a stacked team, especially on offense. They improve the offensive line. Uh, they're going to have new plays. It's going to be a new system. I like him coming from the Rams and what they've been doing on offense. He's going to bring some of that in there. If Kirk Cousins can deliver, that's a big if. Big if. It's uh, it's going to happen. But then you say I, the Bears will fail to show progress. I, who's their number one ride receiver? Mooney. Like they got the Bears had one of the worst off seasons. Uh, their defense might be okay. I can see the Lions like show some progress. Like as in they won't have a top five draft pick next year. Uh, if again, Jared Goff is the big issue there. That's what you're basing it off of? Because, I mean, other than that, they have the playmakers there. I mean, the same way yeah. the Vikings have the playmakers there to do it. I believe in, in the Lions head coach. I, I think that those two guys, like would run through a wall for this guy. Man. Absolutely. Like, if you ever watch that? Like, like, I think we said that earlier. He was one of the best two-win coaches of all I love time. Him. I love him. So, I mean, like, O'Connell's going to gonna essentially inherit this offense that could be, I mean, a top 10, top 5 offense easily, as long as, like, people stay healthy and stuff like that. Um... I think the Lions are still going to fall very short of it. Uh, I think the Lions will maybe get you six wins tops uh, this year if they get more than that. Fantastic. There are some. I see but some. But even like... six wins. Is six wins considered positive movement during the rebuild? For oh, absolutely. Because they go from two wins to six. I mean, anything more 
is going to be better. But I've seen people like talk about the Lions getting like like nine, ten wins. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't, I don't get this. But uh, whatever, Lions. I can see them. Yeah, six. I'll even say up to seven. But it's not going to be. It'll be the Vikings, Packers at the top in that order, and uh, the Lions, Bears also in that order at the bottom. So the NFC South. Uh, best case scenario is going to be Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield stay healthy. Worst case scenario is the Buccaneers aren't challenged until the playoffs. Where do you think this one lies? Um, if they can stay healthy, well, let's see if Baker Mayfield even makes the quarterback starting quarterback job. We got Sam Darnold I mean, the, the, putting the, up better numbers right now in training camp. Allegedly, I haven't seen any highlights. I just sometimes read things. And again, Jameis, yeah, they looked good with him early on. They were a playoff contender before the injury. Um, I think they both can stay healthy, especially if uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't start. Uh, but it, the Bucks are running away with that. The Bucks, they're gonna. They, there's no way they're gonna sweep that division, and they're gonna have their way with that. Whole, like it's it's Tom Brady, Tampa Bay's to lose. Are they right? gonna beat the Saints? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll see. New coach. Well, they do have this, their old defensive coordinator. Okay, they won't sweep the division. They'll go five and one. They'll finally beat the Saints once, yeah. at least once. <laughs> Dennis Allen was a really bad coach before because he coached. He the was. He was a good. But again, if you're a defensive coach, just let your offensive coordinator do everything on, or just yeah, let him just handle all of that. Well, and since the last time we talked, Julio actually got signed by the Bucks as well. So I mean, they're just adding more Hall of Famers. By <laughs> they're this just point. having some Godwin insurance. Julio has there. had some great Listen, seasons. Could you imagine season. a Mike, no, sarcasm? By the way, that could, was sarcasm. Could, could you imagine though a, a, a like an offense with Julio? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, a healthy way. Chris Godwin, and got, then uh, you got Leonard Lacy. I'm sorry, uh, Leonard Eddie, Ed, Eddie, 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 Eddie Fournette. <laughs> Eddie sorry, hold on. Leonard, 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 Fat Leonard Fournette is out there right now. Uh, who apparently Tom Brady's actually been pissed off um, that he got there. I I don't think that the Bucks are going to be challenged until the playoffs by that point. Not at all. Uh, which will be a bummer for that division. Uh, I do believe that the Saints are going to be a much more competitive team. I also believe that the 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 Panthers will be a much more competitive team. Um, I still believe that the, the Falcons might actually be in the running for the number one overall pick. We year. did leave one wide receiver off of the Bucks roster that was really probably going to be good this year is Russell Gage. Oh, Russell oh, Gage yeah, as well. Russell Gage. Yeah. Tom Brady throwing the ball? Hell yeah. Man, that's going to be actually, that's a stacked offense. There we go. That's yeah. Jimmy the Stat Boy, everybody. And your Kyle Rudolph from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. That's that's what they call him. Uh, there was a meme with that uh, came out. Uh, Tom Brady walked up to Kyle Rudolph like, can I call you, can I call you Rude? Like can Rudolph, Rob? like Rob? Rob? Can I oh, yeah, Rob? can I call you Rob? <laughs> Can I call you Rob? He's like, my name's Kyle. Like, He's like, okay, yeah, you Rob. Can call me God. Uh, and last but not least, of course, we have the NFC West. Uh, the best case scenario, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers make the playoffs. Uh, Wait, we're Seattle. Let's <laughs> mark in Seattle off of this one. The worst case scenario is that Trey Lenz isn't ready to start and the Cardinals fall apart again. Well, you already know how I feel about the Cardinals, so I, I, I can see them falling apart. I mean, maybe the like first six games without D-Hop. Maybe I yeah, should actually and put possibly a, some games without uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, maybe I should put a four game, a four hour a week uh, study clause on you by this point when it comes down to it. Is that what it is? All right. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be that bad anymore. Fair uh, enough. We, yeah, we're we're complete opposites when it comes to the Cardinals. It's going to be the Rams division uh, again. The Forty ers got their defense. They got playmakers. Debo Zeri. But will Trey Lance, like, is he going to progress? And where the hell is Jimmy G going? 
It's take, this is taking way too long. Stat boy, Jimmy. Is it taking too long for you? Because yeah, uh, yeah. So We're still talking about it. I want, I want results. I want some. I want he's answers. He's warming on the sidelines, like he's holding in. He's I just mean, kind of throwing aside. On, on the bright side, at least for Jimmy G, the stat boy is uh, at least the the, the the Niners actually finally came out and actually said that Trey Lance is going to be number one. So there's right. no question. So there's that's camp. a small step forward, but now it's getting rid of him because he's in. Is he in camp right now? I mean, he's at camp throwing the side. He's not participating in any kind of team team activities. All right, I mean, they're it, not going to let him in team activities because no. like, they're trying to trade him, man. Like, it, 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 it's it's got to be Cleveland with the, like with the shot. Like we'll find out tomorrow too how long Depends. the shot's going to be. Gonna be uh, it could be the Giants. It could be Houston. They're not trading to the Seahawks by this point. I was they like, are, yeah, they, they want to keep it in the they division. They're definitely not trying to change the Seahawks. It's not going to happen. But if he's still on the roster by what, the time, they what about finalize. the Giants? Giants actually, speaks Giants would make more sense, but. I mean, what one if, thing about Daniel Jones is he's at least mobile. Like, Jimmy G's like a statue what if, there. What if he went back to the Patriots? Yeah, the only thing is I think they want to stick with Mac Jones, and you don't want to pay that money as a, for a backup. Unless the, the Niners offer to, to pick it up. I'm going to say right now, I don't think the Rams, Cardinals... Well, you know what? I, I will. You know, I'm going to change my opinion right now. I think the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Niners, I think they all make the playoffs. All right, that means that only... One team, because you said you know the Saints could be better, but that's leaving them out of a playoff spot. No, there's three, three more by this point. I mean, like so well, you, two, you get Saints by this point. I mean, once again, like I Vikings, Packers. I think they're both making the playoffs in the North. You got the Bucks. What if the Packers don't make it? Hey, <laughs> I, 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 that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. That that's the best case scenario right now. A hundred percent. No, so I mean, I I think I I honestly think that there's a chance that all three teams could make the playoffs by this point. I mean, the Rams are. Stacked again and ready to, to run with it. Yeah, I the mean, Rams we, are if, if, if I were to make my pick for the NFC Championship this year, I'm going back to Rams and Bucks automatically. Uh, well, they were in the I, divisional round last year, but I, I, I just, I just, no, I'm, I'm just going Rams and Bucks for another playoff appearance by this yeah. point. But this is going to be the NFC Championship at this point. I just don't see how that doesn't happen. And I know you don't want it to happen that way because obviously you know with with your with your homers and everything. But I think uh, I think both of those two teams are so stacked. Rams and Vikings. Rams Vikings could be a good I'll one. I'll take it. That'd be a good one. We'll see who has home field too. That would be nice to to not be in LA, but that means we got to get more wins in them. I mean, if this books. if this is Brady's swan song, I mean the script is already written by this point. And he has never lost to the Vikings, so he would just if it was Vikings and that Vikings and Buccaneers, I'd expect us to lose because that's the game we always lose. So uh, we are on the uh, Hall of Fame preseason eve. Eve, if you would. day before football starts this week. Yes, it's the Hall of Fame game. Fernando, it's of... are you excited about football tomorrow? Uh, that game, not really. Neither am I. I'm going to look forward to watching maybe the first quarter just to watch some football. You know, Trevor Lawrence and uh, ETN aren't even playing tomorrow. That was not going to make it better or worse for me. Just, just so you know. But uh, it's exciting. We got, uh, you know, shout out. Let's just give a quick shout out to the uh, Hall of Fame finalists. I had that thing right here. Let's just see if I can find I it. I have it here. All right, go ahead. You, you say, Jimmy, the step. So we got Tony Baselli of the Jacksonville Jaguars being ducked. Duval. Cliff Branch, I believe, of the Raiders. Raiders. He played back in the day. I think he had that iconic interception against the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I might be thinking yeah, of I think the wrong I player. That. I think I remember that. It took him this long to get him in, but he is finally a an NFL Hall of Famer. Good, Good for him. We have Art McNally, who is a... Um, I don't know who he is. <laughs> and and um, then we have Sam Mills, who was played as defense for the Saints, was it? Or the Saint, I think he was the Saints, Saints and, and Panthers. Panthers. Very good linebacker. we got Richard Seymour, who is a defensive guy. 
For he uh, got those Super heard, Bowls for heard, the heard of him Patriots. Couple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's this guy named Dick Vermeil who won a Super Bowl with the Rams finally, but played with the Eagles many times, many, many of those years before that. How fast do you think it is till Dick Vermeil cries during his speech? I'm going to say within the first two minutes. Oh, I've got to watch that one. I'm going to bet on that two too. Two minutes. Eh, I don't want to go that far. Nah, and fine. then finally, uh, my one of my favorite defensive players for 49ers, uh, Bryant Young. Oh, I think you missed uh, Leroy Butler. Just said that. The oh, Leroy, yeah. just... Throw out Leroy Butler. Yeah, he's a Packer. Technically, they say he invented the Lambo Leap. If that means anything to anybody. It does to him, I guess. <laughs> I don't think anyone around this table cares. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. I, I could not care less, actually. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, we'll, we'll go with our picks for the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Okay. All right, yeah, because it's... Uh, well, let's see. Who drafted? Who picked up the best undrafted free agents that, oh, I, that'll be in there in the whole second half of the game? Like all the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth strings. I don't the know. The guys much, who won't be on the team. I don't know much about the uh, the Raiders, but I, I like a lot of our guys. You know what? Actually. I'm gonna say the Raiders win this game, 13 to six. They get two Daniel Carlson field goals and probably like a fumble return intercept or inter- fumble return touchdown, something on defense. That'll be the only touchdown of the game. The Jags will get a couple of field goals. It'll be a field goal game. It'll be a boring game. It's going to be a terrible oh, game. My, my friend, you forget, C.J. Beathard is back as the backup <laughs> by this point. I don't think he's playing. He might be. Uh, right. he, he is back, though. He's, out, he's, he's back, off the, but he's I don't think he's playing. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go Jags. Uh, we're going to go 23. Ooh, that's high scoring for the Hall of Fame. And we're going to go Raiders uh, 16. All right, 23-16. Well, the Jacksonville well, kicker get kicked. <laughs> we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, what if Urban Meyer breaks into the stadium <laughs> just to kick Urban the Meyer might be hiding somewhere out there. We still we yeah. Sure you know, he just wants the worst out of the Jacksonville franchise. I mean, absolutely. That's what he did last year. year. That's like he obviously that's all he wanted. And with that one, we're going to talk to you guys next week. Uh, happy. You know, preseason Eve by this point. Uh, hopefully, we have more on Deshaun Watson, that piece of shit, next week, and uh, we'll 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 see you the next time we see you, whenever that is. Maybe a couple weeks, maybe next week. We'll have more news coming up because it's got to unfold. Hey, as always, we want to thank Jimmy G, the Stat Boy, for pulling up the stats and also putting all this together. Uh, my name is Trav. Uh, I am on Instagram as Trav underscore I underscore M. I am Fernando. I need a new Instagram account, so just don't follow me on Instagram. Yeah, I got hacked. You sure you don't want me to like? Kind don't of buy crypto from t- me either. Tell your own. Like, <laughs> yeah. And with that, this has been Double Doinks and Sackles, mansplaining football, so you don't have to. Congratulations. Have a great week. Toodles. Best case scenario in this division: Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz become franchise quarterbacks. I that was <laughs> best on, case. Okay, take that. Sorry. <clears throat> Best case scenario, Jalen Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Wentz. (laughs) 